From the Texas Veterinary Medical Association in Austin, Texas, this is Veterinary Vitals, a podcast that focuses on current news in the Texas veterinary profession. I'm your host, Audrea Wood. Welcome to Season 5 of Veterinary Vitals. We have a great lineup for you this season with topics including support staff turnover, challenges in equine veterinary medicine, disaster preparedness, legislative impact on the profession, and more. Today we're beginning the season with a discussion on illicit xylazine with Dr. Lori Teller, past president of the American Veterinary Medical Association and TVMA. I caught up with her last month at Southwest Veterinary Symposium in San Antonio. So here's the update on illicit xylazine. We are coming to you live today from Southwest Veterinary Symposium with Dr. Lori Teller, past president of AVMA and past TVMA president. So Dr. Teller, for those who don't know you, could you just explain a little bit about yourself? Absolutely. And- I'm so happy to be here with y'all. I was in private practice in Houston, Texas until 2018. Um, Loved it, loved being in private practice. It was lots of fun. And then I was recruited to join the faculty at Texas A&M in the veterinary school where I am teaching our future colleagues and love that as well. And I also oversee our telehealth program. So lots of fun and also, of course, have greatly enjoyed my time in organized veterinary medicine and love what the TVMA and the AVMA do to support us. Yes, absolutely. Now, what was your experience like as AVMA president? How was that year and, you know, what did you accomplish? That year, so I just finished being president this past July and it was a whirlwind. Uh, Lots and lots of travel, both domestically and internationally. Tremendous opportunities to interact with colleagues near and far. It's amazing how similar many of our issues are um, related to workforce, antimicrobial resistance, um, access to care, access to some drugs. And we don't realize always how fortunate we are in the U.S. that we do have access to some amazing technology and to some pharmaceuticals. Um, I have colleagues practicing in other countries where they don't have access to many pain medications even to help alleviate pain and suffering in the patients they treat. So it's been a whirlwind. I loved um, going to be with our military veterinarians in Europe. Uh, That was fascinating, an amazing week spending with them, learning from them and I loved being able to sign um, the AVMA's name to the Asian One Health document that brought together all of the countries in Asia, and the U.S. is part of that with some of our islands, territories, and just promoting One Health in those countries. um, That seems to be where a lot of our zoonotic diseases and pandemics originate from, and so knowing that we can work together as a community there is also pretty fascinating. And then I also got to testify before Congress. Lots of fun. Um, I, most veterinarians uh, don't regularly think of a DUFA and ag but those are the 
pieces of legislation that um, essentially allow us to have medications to prescribe. Um, they, they take care of the user fees to get drugs approved. And whenever um, we can get drugs approved efficiently, then we get to use them. And of course, that, that's pretty important for what we do every day. Absolutely. Well, that's wonderful. You were all over the place. I was seeing so many articles and posts about you, and that was very exciting for us at TVMA since you were our president as well. So we we're like, yay, go, go Dr. Teller. Um, well, I've heard a lot of talk about xylazine lately um, in the veterinary profession. What is the deal with xylazine? What's the issue? Yeah, so speaking of how organized veterinary medical associations are working to um, help protect our profession and the animals we take care of, xylazine is an essential drug for so many segments of our profession, including particularly cattle, but also horses, wildlife, um, lab animal work as well. And what has happened recently is illicit xylazine is being cut into fentanyl and other illegal opiate drugs to help extend it, um, but it can have some really devastating consequences to people. They, they don't metabolize the xylazine, and um, if it's not fatal, it can leave them with some significant uh, and permanent scarring and other problems. And one of the big issues with it is that it is not reversible by any of the drugs used to reverse the opioids. So Narcan, Narcan will not reverse it. There is a reversal agent in veterinary medicine, but there's not one available in human medicine. And a couple of things there. First, we know that just because a drug works in one species doesn't mean that it will work in another species. Uh, but it's also takes a lot to get a drug approved on the human side. So we can't just say, well, let's take the, the horse reversal agent and start injecting humans with it without testing it. And so it, it's really, the illicit xylazine is really a, a major issue right now. Yes. Um, now, where is this diverted supply of xylazine coming from? If it's not coming from veterinarians and veterinary clinics, where is it coming from? Yeah, and that's great. And we do want to point out that um, the federal government, government does not believe that there is significant diversion from veterinary sources and veterinary supplies. Most of it, or well, almost all of it really, appears to be coming from bulk substance um, xylazine, so the powder form, from overseas, uh, specifically China. Uh, you can, at least you used to be able to buy xylazine online for anywhere from six to $20 per kilo. Um, for the powder, so that's also really cheap. And yeah. trying to buy, you know, if you couldn't just walk into your veterinarian office and buy it anyway, but it, it certainly would not cost you 20 bucks if you did that. Right, well that's great, and I'm glad that AVMA and TVMA, lots of VMAs are pushing this topic and saying, listen, this diverted supply is coming from somewhere, and we don't believe that it's all coming from veterinary clinics. That's very important. And so, in light of that, how are there best practices for storing xylazine in veterinary clinics to be sure that that supply is not diverted at some point? Absolutely. Uh, so definitely, like any medication of concern, it needs to be stored safely, um, out, of, out of reach of the public. Um, only your employees that would need to have access to it should have access to it. 
one of the things that we are really working on is legislation um, that will allow xylazine to become a Schedule Three drug with an exemption for the veterinary labeled product used appropriately by veterinarians or as designated by veterinarians. And so that's huge. Having xylazine be available to our large animal veterinarians and our lab animal and wildlife veterinarians is really important because it is a safety issue for humans. So we definitely want to protect the general public. We do not want people to have access to xylazine and use it illegally and end up dead or with disfiguring injuries. But we also want to protect the people who are currently working on animals. And there is no other good alternative for cattle, to sedate cattle. We have to have xylazine to do that. And if we don't, um, according to some of the um, veterinarians that I've talked to, we'd be going back essentially to the 1950s, where we're hobbling cattle, um, really having to manhandle and not use good welfare practices. And there would be a lot more injuries to the people trying to handle them. And so we want to protect them, um, both the veterinarians and the ranchers and anybody that's assisting in the care of these animals. So xylazine is super important for that. Uh, and we also know that if it does become scheduled, um, some of the manufacturers may just say, we're out. Um, it would cost a lot of money to change their facilities to meet the requirements to create and produce scheduled drugs, and it, it wouldn't be worth it to them to do it. So it's really a health and safety and welfare impact on people and on the animals that we routinely use xylazine in. Are you passionate about veterinary medicine in the state of Texas? Texas Veterinary Medical Association is comprised of more than 5,400 veterinarians, students, licensed veterinary technicians, and industry professionals who work together for a collaborative, united purpose. That mission is to promote, advocate for, and protect the veterinary medical profession, and to advance animal health for the well-being of animals and humans. TVMA has an abundance of resources for the profession, and we couldn't do it without your support. Become a member today at tvma.org. Now, have you observed any regulatory measures happening in states outside of Texas yet? Yes. So there have been a prop. There have been several states that have been looking at this. Um, the AVMA has been working with those states that really are insistent on doing something now to try to use the same language that uh, we are working with the federal government to use so that when federal um, law ends up being put into place, the states will be compliant with that kind of law. There are some states that, that aren't, um, but almost all of the states that we have been able to work with have allowed for an exemption for veterinary use. And so we're very happy about that. And of course, we will work with those states who, who have chosen not to do that to try to make it as easy as possible for our members. Okay, great. Um, well, so AVMA is working on the Combating Illicit Xylazine Act. What will that accomplish specifically? So that, it's, it's such a great piece of legislation. 
What that will do is it will make the illicit use of xylazine subject to the penalties that go along with a inappropriate using any Schedule Three drug while exempting the veterinarian's use. So it would leave it as a regular prescription drug for veterinarians, just like we use right now. There's another piece of legislation called the Support Act, um, and that essentially incorporates also the Combating the Illicit Use of Xylazine Act. And so the AVMA is supporting both of those bills. And the Support Act is currently on the House, the U.S. House, suspension calendar and a suspension calendar is the same thing as a consent agenda that we use in some of our business meetings so it just means it's on there the all the bills that are on that can just be voted on there's no discussion and we are really hoping that the house will vote on that this coming week um, and once it does it will pass the house and then it will be in the senate for consideration by the senate and of course, there's a lot going on in Washington, D.C. right now. So we don't know if the vote will take place, but right now it is scheduled to be voted on next week. Okay, wonderful. Yeah. Next week, that's really coming up. So we should have some, we should have an update on that soon. Um, and if the act doesn't pass, what could that mean for the profession? Like you said. Well, so if that doesn't pass, we're where we are right now um, with xylazine being what it is. Uh, but we know this is the first time that the White House or the federal government has ever labeled a drug as an emerging threat. We've seen this with diseases like COVID. COVID was an emerging threat. But this is the first time that a drug has been labeled as such. So something is going to have to happen. So if this bill doesn't get passed, then we'll all go back to the drawing board and work on a piece of legislation that will meet the needs of law enforcement um, while taking into account that the producers and providers of illicit xylosine deserve to be punished without punishing people that have mental illness and drug issues and continuing to protect the, the food animals and the large animals that we serve and the humans who help take care of them. Yes, absolutely. What have you been doing here at SWIVS? What have, have you been talking to? What are you working on? So I love SWIVS. Um, and one of the things I love about it is the energy at this meeting. And I love that there are multiple states that come together. Uh, so of course, Texas and TV, TVMA is my home. So I always love to, to be here and be with my people. Um, but I also love being able to visit with the other states that are here. So I have, of course, been to the Texas VMA meetings. I have also been to the Louisiana meeting, the Oklahoma meeting, and the New Mexico meeting, and visited with leadership and members from all of those states. And of course, one of the things we've been talking about is xylazine. And we've also been talking about some of the other big hot topics in veterinary medicine, like the veterinarian-client-patient relationship, and mid-level practitioners, and workforce, um, issues. So really, there, there's always something to talk about. And another highlight uh, is today I was on a panel for the TVMA Power of 10 group. So got a visit with uh, some of our, our early earlier career veterinarians and that's always a lot of fun to get to, to meet with them and talk to them. Absolutely and we love your support. We love having you here, having you involved. You're a great representative and you're always coming and giving me a great interview. So 
appreciate that. What brings you joy in your career in veterinary medicine? What brings you joy? The relationships. So that's relationships with my clients, that's relationships with my colleagues, that's relationships with my team, and that's the relationships that I have built over many years um, with members of TVMA and the other um, organized veterinary medical associations. Uh, I, I really, it's what makes being a veterinarian so special. And then of course the relationship with my patients too. I mean, I am so lucky that I can walk into a room and my patient can kiss me. And that's not illegal or inappropriate. Uh, so that's always a good thing. Love that. Well, thank you so much thank for you. joining us. And I hope you have a great rest of your Swiss. You too. That was Dr. Lori Teller discussing the current state of illicit xylazine regulation and its potential impact on the veterinary profession. If you're interested in hearing more about this issue, follow TVMA on social media for future updates. You can search for Texas Veterinary Medical Association on Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, and Instagram. A few quick announcements. Save the date for TVMA Annual Conference in Irving, Texas, February 29th through March 3rd. It's a great place to get your CE and meet others in the profession. We hope to see you in February 2024. October 15th, 2023 is the deadline to nominate your peers for a 2023 TVMA award. Categories include Small Animal Practitioner of the Year, LVT of the Year, Distinguished Career Achievement, and more. Go to tvma.org to download the nomination form and submit it to TVMA by October 15th. If you have any topics you would like covered on this podcast or would like to nominate a guest, please email me at awood@tvma.org. If you enjoy this podcast, please subscribe and share it with a colleague. A like, a share, a retweet, these are all great ways that you can support TVMA that won't cost you a dime. I'm your host, Audrea Wood. Thanks for listening.